just so y'all know, I'm not preaching on Star Wars stuff. That's pastor's area. Um, when I was asked to preach, I sought the Lord. Okay, Lord, what do you want me to preach on? And I've probably got five or six hundred messages on my computer. The Lord says, you ain't going to be giving any of them. So I said, okay. So he gave me... He gave me this message. The songs that we sang were really important, and the message goes right along with them. I want you to think about how God has blessed us. And our blessings come with the beginning. It comes with salvation. And if you remember the very first song we sung, well, actually, the second song we sung, we we change order a little bit but the second song we sung was grace like rain and it's basically amazing grace to a different tune and then it's worship for what god has done for us what the song did is it talks about our need and if you got a bible i don't have any overheads done if you go to first john one i'm going to be sharing from verses eight and nine I want you all to know that I was good. I only got three, maybe four scriptures. Normally, I have a scripture for everything I'm teaching. So, I'm, I was good. 1 John, chapter 1. And in verse 8, it says, If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. This tells us who we are without Christ. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. But it also tells us what happens when we come to Christ and we confess our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. You see, we can't really have a relationship with Christ until we come to him. There's a lot of people that they believe, well, I'm a Christian. My, my mama's been going to church all her life, and my grandmama and my, my great-grandmama. Well, that's nice. But going to church don't make you a Christian any more than going to McDonald's makes you a hamburger. I mean, it's just the truth. It's just the truth. It's not going to church that makes you a Christian. It's faith in Christ and what he's done for us. Let's go ahead and go to the next one, Romans. I'm going to get these out of the way so we can relax a little bit. Oops. We're going to be going to Romans chapter 5. We got to remember what Jesus did for us and when he did it. Now Romans chapter 5 verses 6 through 9 says this. For when we were yet when we were still without strength in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarce for scarcely a righteous man will die. Yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own toward us in that while we were 
yet sinners, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. We didn't have a way to spend eternity with Christ or with God the Father without Christ dying for us. And you know what the great thing is? He died for us while we were in the middle of our sin. When we were at our worst, when we thought we were so despicable, or maybe we just thought, I don't need Christ, and you did whatever you wanted. Jesus still loved us enough to die for us then. He didn't say, you've got to clean yourself up and come to me. He says, I'll meet you where you are, but you've got to ask. That's it. He died for us while we were yet sinners. I am so grateful. Why? Why did he die for us? Can anybody quote John 3.16 for me? That's right. For God so loved the world. That's you and me. That's not the planet. He's got plenty of planets. He's got at least one universe full of planets, if not more. So he didn't die for that. He died for us. For God so loved the world, he, he loves every man, woman, and child on the face of this earth that has ever been, that now is, or ever will be. He loves us so much, he was willing to come on this earth, leave the glories of heaven, where he was worshipped, and come be born in a stable, and walk the dirty roads, and he, he was... His, his father was a tinkerer. If you look, it says carpenter, but if you go back in history, you'll find out he was a tinkerer. He fixed little stuff. And he lived on this earth with next to nothing for 33 years. And he gave his life up. He allowed them to beat him, to spit on him, to, to nail him to a cross. And before he died, he said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. That's how much he loves us. And that's why he sent Christ for us. Now, in the word of God speak, we got a picture of how important it is for us that we align ourselves to his will. You see, because we have this bad habit as humans to think that the world revolves around us a lot of the times about our needs and our desires and so forth and so on. But it's much bigger than that. And God wants us to, to think beyond ourselves. He wants us to think beyond even our families. And the only way we can find out how to do that is by listening to him. As the song says, word of God speak, let it fall down like rain to want to have his word touch our hearts in that fashion. A lot of times we think that our opinion is God's opinions. No. No. What happens when we put him first? What happens when we put Christ first? 
Go to Matthew 6.33. And this is Jesus speaking. Matthew 6.33. It says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Seek him first. Look around in the world today. Look around at what's going on. Our economy's in the toilet. You see evil people getting away with things that they shouldn't be getting away with. It's hard to make a living. People's attitudes towards the things of God have... I mean, used to, people at least knew what church was. Nowadays, more people don't know what a church does or who, who the church is by far than, than those who do. And it could, be, it could be frustrating. It could cause fear and anxiety and doubt. But the Bible tells us if we seek the things of God first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. He tells us, and all these things shall be added unto you. Doesn't mean it's going to be easy. But what it does mean, he's going to be there with us through everything that we go through. In Sunday school, we talked about having, having things happen in our lives that cause us to suffer, that's painful. He does this for a reason, so we grow. As we go on with his message, you're going to find out that there's more to this life than my salvation. There's more to this life than how I could be saved. A lot more to life than that. When we, when we put Matthew 6.33 into work, it teaches us how God sees things. We can't, we can't be a light to this world unless we understand how he sees the world. It starts showing us how we should carry ourselves. See, we can't earn our salvation by good works. We know that. However, from the time we are saved, we are called to do good works. Not to earn anything, not to gain any special favor, but because it's the right thing to do. Because it's pleasing in God's sight. So he expects us to carry ourselves in a certain way. We learn that his ways are better. I've, I'm telling you right now, if I try and figure something out, I might, I might be able to scrape by and get something done. But if I, if I take a look at God's word and see what it has to say about certain situations, and I follow that, it's always going to be better. Always. Anybody here think that a Christian walk is going to be perfect? Rainbows and butterflies all the time? Anybody? No? Because it ain't. That's what I was told when I was, when I was young, when I first got saved. I learned very quickly that's not the case. Again, in Sunday school, we were talking about the difference between being happy and joy. The thing is, when we come up against trials, when we have hard times, we could look at, oh, woe is me. I don't know what I'm going to do. I might as well just crawl in a hole and bury myself. We could do that or else we could say, you know what? I want to see how God's going to work this one out. It ought to be fun. Because I'm here to tell you, 
God is not leaving us alone. If we feel that way, it's not him. It's us. And sometimes those dry times, those times when you don't feel his presence, is when he's closest and he's waiting for you to do the right thing because it is the right thing. Not only that, but even with the people that are in here right now, think about it. We all have went through stuff. Every one of us. We've gone through different things. And we've, I've went through things you haven't went through. And you've went through things I haven't went through. And Cheryl's went through things that nobody's went through. But the thing is, we get the opportunity to speak into each other's lives and minister. We are here as a part of the body of Christ to touch each other's lives and to lift one another up. Not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together. You ever hear that before, Hebrews 10, 25? But exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. We're here to lift one another up, to help when we're hurting, to laugh with somebody when they're having, when they're having a great time, to cry with them when they're not. We're called to, to reach into each other's lives and, and minister to them and let them do the same thing to us. Because I'm telling you, as people, we have this, this thing about, well, I'm willing to, to help somebody else out. I don't need any help from anybody else. Uh, yeah, you do. And the reason God put us all together is so we can minister to one another. That's what we're called to do. It's not just us against the world. It's all of us and God. And God and us is a majority. I'm trying hard not to walk down the aisle because I'm used to doing that when I'm preaching. So bear with me on that. All right, so we see how God sees things. We see how we should carry ourselves. His ways are always better than ours. When we're going through trials and tribulations, we need to learn to apply God's word. That's why it's so important to read God's word. And so we know how to use it in our lives. See how it fits. In the song, I Speak Jesus. I want to read a little bit of that to you. Listen to the words of this. I just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind because I know there's peace in your, within your presence. I speak Jesus. I just want to speak the name of Jesus till every dark addiction starts to break, declaring there is hope and there is freedom. I speak Jesus. That's talking about reaching into each other's lives. As we were saying earlier, we're not here just to exist. We're here to minister to one another and to a lost and dying world that don't know Christ, that don't know any better. We've got to let them know the love of Christ. we got to let them know how he helped us through our hard times. I'm telling you, because you see these people and you think they're, they're made of Teflon because stuff just never sticks to them. And you think they got it all figured out. No, they don't. 
It's like a duck on a pond. On the surface, it looks like they're just gliding along nice and smooth. But what you don't see is under the surface, their feet are kicking like crazy. Every one of us have things we're going through. And a lot of us think nobody will understand. Jesus understands. And he's put somebody in your life that will understand. And you may be the person who understands what somebody else is going through. Not to beat them about the head and shoulders with the Bible, but to come alongside of them. And sometimes it might not be any more than just to sit in silence with them. And just spend that time with them. And let the Holy Spirit minister. Just by being with them, you could be showing the love of Christ. The song goes on and it says, through fear, anxiety, and addictions. Every one of us suffer from something. From some kind of a fear, from some kind of an anxiety. Nobody's perfect. Everybody has issues. But like the song said, we can be the one that points them to Christ. Shout Jesus from the mountains, Jesus from the streets. Jesus against all enemies. Because I got to tell you, you might not like to hear this, but there's an enemy out there that wants nothing more than to tear you apart, to destroy who you are, and give, take away all hope. Hmm. In Christ's name, there's power, healing, and life. We're to speak the name of Jesus wherever we go. Anybody want to see revival in this nation? Want to see this nation turn back to Christ? It begins here. It begins with us. It begins with the things we say, more importantly, with the things that we do. Because talk is cheap. Actions are going to cost you. There's a lot of people that proclaim Christ, but their life don't demonstrate it. We need to, to speak the word of, of Christ not just by words, but by deeds. We're God's hands to reach the lost. We're God's hands to minister to one another when we're hurting. And it doesn't have to be somebody in this church. It could be somebody at a coffee shop. It could be somebody where you work. Do people know that if they're hurting that they can come to you for prayer? Just a thought. Or do you know somebody, if you're hurting, you could go to them in prayer? Hmm. The whole key of the message this morning is this. Jesus is there for every single one of us. And he works through us. We were talking about being the light in Sunday school today. That's being the light. Because the world can be in darkness. The world can be in chaos. I mean, look, like I said, look what's going on in our nation today. We can make the difference. 
and it'll start in this church, and the church down the street, Emmanuel Baptist, or maybe the, the Church of God down here, maybe the Methodist church down the street. It could begin with us. Because according to Second Chronicles 7.14, it says, if my people who are called by my name, who are we? We're Christians. We're called by his name. If we, if we humble ourselves and seek his face and turn from our wicked ways, then he will hear our prayers and save our nation. We're the key. And I, I'm here to tell you, it's something to get excited about. Knowing that Jesus Christ is there with us every single day, every step of the way. And because of that, we can reach in and bless the lives of others. Amen? Let's go to Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, once again we come to you and we ask that you just touch our hearts and lives. Help us to serve you. Help us to, to read your word and understand what it's saying for how we live right now. I don't care about the philosophical, theological portion. I'm talking about the meat and potatoes of living for Christ because that's where the truth is, how we live and show your love to everyone. Be with us as we go our separate ways. In Christ we pray, amen. Thank you all for being patient.